Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another East Tennessee Fishing Report with Ellis Ward. How you doing, Ellis? I'm doing well, Marv. How are you? Uh, as always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and uh, you're playing guide hooky today. I am. Uh, I managed to convince another guide to play hooky as well, so we're going to try to find some big fish. Yeah, well, I hope it works out for you. And, you know, we were talking before we started recording, you know, it looks like your weather pattern in East Tennessee is kind of stabilized from that craziness around the holidays. And you kind of have kind of more typical January conditions. What are you seeing on the water? Yeah, um, you know, one one thing I love seeing is a, a decent amount of water, both during the generations and in in low water on the on, the Wataga specifically. Uh, so we just, you know, we're getting rain on right now and we've had, <clears throat> we've had uh, a good amount of precipitation, uh, even some snow that has been melting. And, you know, it's, it's during the blowouts, it's got the water, make fishing tough, but those really aren't lasting long. And uh, both of the rivers are just looking just a little little colored up which is about perfect so we're seeing uh, you know on days like today overcast and it's gonna be 50s uh, fish are happily feeding on the surface and we're also seeing the you know I kind of teased this last time but the um, Lakers, moving back down and also just the bigger fish uh, move back down. So not necessarily Lakers, but um, I'll send you a picture of a really nice one from uh, a couple of days ago. Just, just eating, um, you know, this fish came out from uh, under a log jam and, you know, swipes, missed um, the streamer under the surface and, you know, came out again and, uh, Angler was just, you know, she was she was really keeping it together. Uh, came up again and <laughs> missed it, and sort of popped out of the surface on that one. Then uh, she kept it in the zone, gave it gave it a thirty, and she landed it. And that was, uh, you know, that was a resident fish. But we're also seeing some of those Lakers, so things are kind of redistributing after the spawn, even though there's still some of that going on. Yeah, and is the uh, is the white streamer still the ticket? Uh, that one was olive, which was, you know, um, combined with your question about white streamers, those, those basically cover my go-tos. Um, but I, I always like to, if someone's really into purple, I'm going to love purple. So, uh, I, I, I love white so much because you can see it well and it does catch fish. Uh, but yeah, white, white and olive are kind of my, my go-tos. Yeah. You can definitely learn a lot about how to manipulate a streamer fish in a white one. That's for sure. You get immediate feedback and when you're, you know, when you're fishing some of the like jigs, strip flies, um, dungeons, peanuts, that, things of that nature, 
you get, you know, I, I talk about giving it kills, all that, let, letting it get some, some jig action. Like you, you can really see that. And if you tie, uh, I mean, I, it's, you know, musky fishing and um, changers fishing for trout, uh, throwing stuff in brighter colors is fun because you can really see your work at the vice in the water. Uh, whereas with the olives, it, you know, it can be a super fishy color, but you just get less of the the direct, you know, real-time feedback about what your fly is doing. Yeah, got it. And I've uh, got a question for you from Logan, and he wanted to get your thoughts on when the striped bass are going to start moving into the lower sections of the river. Sure. Um, I, I love where Logan's head is at, and that probably won't be until uh if it were mid-april that would be early um it it really depends on what happens so the south holes and the wataga empty into boone lake and when boone heats up uh a bunch of stuff happens down there which we'll have to reserve a, a multi-hour podcast for that one but um you know very notably a lot of the small bait, the little threadfin shad, they can't survive in the warmer temperatures. The stripers prefer the colder temperatures. There's also a lot of lake lake fish, lake run brown, whatever you want to call them, um, rainbows as well. That they really just want, once that lake starts warming up, they they get to know the score pretty quickly. So it doesn't have to be in the you know 65, 70. Uh, it's, it's when it starts heating up and, and going from the low to mid forties and into the fifties, you start seeing movement, but it, it is weather dependent and, um, there's a little bit of dependency on flow. So kind of like, I think you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, steelhead, um, I don't know if it's feeling the temperature. I, I do have a couple of hairbrain theories about the cold water getting down there and screwing with the all the little thread fin shag kind of holding tight near that temperate zone. Um, but once you get those pushes of water coming in and from the rivers and you get warmer temps and maybe a string of, of hotter days in mid to late spring, uh, I mean, you can you can be down in the mouth of the river near the where it's the transition zone to the lake, and you're watching bait balls get blown up, and and you're seeing bait schooling up and on the surface, uh, just all over the place. So it, it it is a pretty that's why I said I like where it says that it's a pretty exciting time of year. But that's yeah, mid, mid to late April would be early, and if it didn't happen until mid-May, that also wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, got it. And you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media. If we use your question, I will send you some Articulate Fly swag. And then at the end of the season, we've got a super cool drawing. You probably saw this uh, one if you – well, actually, you've heard it if you listen. You saw it if you watched Ellis's Instagram post yesterday. It's uh, two days of fishing with Ellis and a night at the Watauga River Lodge. So, folks, you need to keep the questions coming because if you don't play, you can't win. Right, Ellis? That's right. Yeah. And uh, also just wanted to touch base with you because I've seen some stuff in your social media feed on the uh, bucktail front. Anything you want to pass along to folks on the material side? Yeah. Um, I, I've been slow to get batch two out. Um, but I will all update that on, on Fly Zotics and then I'll – 
I'll kind of trickle that into my Ellis Ward flies account, but, um, probably, you know, probably it's, it's less than a hundred on this go and I, I may be getting some more in, but, um, sort of, a, a limited run this year, unfortunately, but we, there are uh, a number of really nice tails and still sort of the same. A lot of naturals, those seem to be, you know, people to, to get good naturals. Uh, I think it's kind of tough. So a lot of naturals, just the, the white and then uh, other natural hues like the, the olives and golds and that stuff. Yeah. And uh, so before I let you go and continue your quest for musky fever, you want to let folks know how they can reach out and catch up with you and fish with you? Yeah. Uh, my website is ellisworldflies.com. And the, you know, you can see it's mostly what I'm tying and occasionally some, uh, I'm not sure, off color videos. Um, on Ellis Ward Flies or at Ellis Ward Flies on Instagram. And then the easiest way just to, you know, get more information if you're interested, uh, call or text me at 513-543-0019. Uh, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ellis. I appreciate it, Marv. Mm-hmm.